Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to this week's self-love quickie, uh, where I thought, you know, I've had so many people ringing and asking me about my gorgeous husband, how he's doing over in India, what's happening with the pandemic, how's he coping, how is all the Australian New Zealanders doing over there. And so I thought, you know what, rather than answering all your texts and messages individually, I thought we'd hear from the man himself. And so even though this isn't quite as quick as our usual quickies, I just thought you might like to hear how the gorgeous Danny Morrison is doing over there in India uh, as we send our love and hugs and certainly our well wishes for anyone that's not doing so great over there. Let's hope whatever this pandemic is, however it's shaping up, that beautiful India gets back to her colourful, buoyant, amazing, incredible self. I sincerely hope you enjoy this week's self-love podcast quickie um, where you get to hear from my gorgeous boy, the man of the hour, the gorgeous Danny Morrison. Welcome to this week's self-love quickie where I am a little bit excited because I've been getting so many texts, messages, emails, and all sorts of people ringing up or questioning me on how my dear hubby is doing in India, especially at this time where Mr. Scott Morrison has closed the borders to all flights coming in from that country and departing. And I thought what better thing to do than instead of answering you all individually, is to have my beautiful husband, gorgeous Danny Morrison, online live from India. Hello, my darling. Ah, Thumbelina, as we call you, dear Kimberly. <laughs> you have to tell everyone why. Does everyone know that why your nickname's Thumbelina? No. <laughs> uh, Thanks okay. for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you'll have to get into it now. People want to know why your nickname's Thumby. Thumbelina, <laughs> come on. Your little niece, she loved mm. that story when she was a little two-year-old. And because I often would massage you and use the oils and things, she thought I used my thumbs and just called me Thumby one day. And it's yeah. stuck ever since, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Too cute. <laughs> but, sweetheart, you're in the throes of, you know, massive world, I guess, dilemma in many ways. You've been away from Australia since the 23rd of January. It feels mm. like an eternity to you and I. I love it when people say, oh, it's going really quick, isn't it? Um, <laughs> tell us, what's it like for you? Give it, give it to us straight, where you are, what's going on, and how you're dealing with all the news and things as they're unfolding around this whole COVID thing. Well, Kimmy, I, I think really... In terms of like when you get on a plane and you travel to this part of the world um, and you see people suited up and masks on and it is so different in terms of traveling the world now with this pandemic and uh, the hygiene factors, the spraying, the disinfectants and all of that sort of thing around getting on planes, wiping areas down, particularly going through airports and hotels, which we spend a lot of time in, um, it, is, it is very different. Uh, of course, it's very different. And so with a global pandemic, um, it's sort of you try and come to grips with what's going on and all the protocols and what you can and can't do. And certainly uh, in India, very different 
because there's just so many more people um, at airports, um, particularly domestically. When I came through here um, from Pakistan to Dubai, the one that the other people realised in the Pakistan Super League got shut down um, back in late March. And so then on the road in Dubai briefly, and then I had sort of like 10, 11 days there, and then came across to India. And again, um, it was fascinating to see um, the level of uh, protection and masks, and you have to adhere to all that. And so when I look at everything unfolding, I have to say it feels a bit surreal because down under in Australia and New Zealand, you know, life's going on pretty much as normal, um, apart from perhaps, say, wearing some masks, uh, when you perhaps travel domestically on flights and into shops and things, whereas here, it's just a way of life. You, you never leave your room, a hotel room, without wearing a mask to go to breakfast downstairs. You in bubble type scenarios of the car where the driver's he's in a separate part with a big plastic sheath uh, between the driver and, and us commentators. And so when I look at it, um, there are so many more people suffering and at the coalface a lot where it really is obviously very difficult at hospitals and, and all of that front line. And the difference of us, Kimmy, where we, we are in these biosecurity bubbles and we're separated totally from other people that are either staying at the hotel or the occupancy now is enforced where it can only be up to 70% occupancy. And then with this very big tournament, the Indian Premier League, the T20 tournament, that we take over a good chunk of a certain type of hotel, um, and we're allowed to we're allowed to be in amongst ourselves and catch up with each other. Have time zones where you can use the swimming pool or not, and the gymnasium. There may be a certain part of the gymnasium cut off just for us and the TV production. In fact, sometimes they're saying you can't use that part of the gym. And in, in, in recent times, at different locations. Kimmy, we've had, we've had um, equipment moved into another ballroom-type setup on the ground level uh, in different hotels where there's treadmills put in there, there's exercycles and some basic um, free weights that you can use and do some exercise with, skipping routine um, and that sort of thing. And, and that's what you just have to live with. You have to put up with it being quite uh, segregated and then that in itself can feel quite weird. But I suppose for you, know, particularly for you and another life for you, you were in travel and you, you sort of understand and appreciate that, you know, life is a bit of a bubble when you are doing what we do on the road and staying in hotels and whether that's you on the road speaking and going to different uh, events and functions that you do and it can be quite, quite cut off uh, from the rest of the world who go about using public transport, going to work, going to an office, being in the city, whereas our line of uh, work uh, that we do is quite separate and, and it can be. So from that perspective, um, and you know me, I'm quite, I'm quite comfortable on my own, uh, whether it's reading and it's reading autobiographies that tend to enlighten me, um, and I'm reading about Elton John right now in one of the books I'm reading, and the danger, I suppose, Kimmy, is that you can get a little bit sucked into the news channels um, on telly, uh, but it is good at getting updates and seeing what other broadcasters and 
channels are doing. And so even the local news here, um, they're quite passionate about what's going on with happening here with the cricket on and how does that morally serve the, the whole social fabric of India and the cricket and having a pandemic and people, you know, dying uh, at hospitals. Um, and is that being overplayed? I mean, is that also, um, in a way, giving a false perception to the outside world how it really is? And, and funny enough, I can't really answer that because we are in such a bio bubble and locked away from all of that. You don't, we don't get to see that ourselves. All we can see is a little bit of news, either that, um, and the, the classic sad case of not having enough oxygen bottles because there just, there just isn't, and they're not geared up for it here. Um, the health system hasn't, and it's really buckling under the pressure of all this. Uh, ventilators and all those sorts of things that have been sent from the West, uh, you know, other governments sending help and what have you, um, is so needed because I just think, again, you've got 1.4 billion people uh, and those that need it, and then you say, look, you cut that population back to perhaps people who are in their 50s and older um, who are more susceptible in a respiratory situation, and those even older uh, are going to need help quickly with, with oxygen. So it's a totally understandable that they're going to be under-resourced and um, then trying to get to the places. That's the other hard thing. As you know, Kimmy, you've been here with me a couple of times and I've brought you and the children um, the transport situation here and the funky roads, yes, there's improvement with infrastructure and some motorways and things, but really just the, the other basic out and about in the provinces uh, of the roading to get to places and for people to come from the rural places to get into towns where they need all that, um, that help. So it is a, it's an interesting dynamic, and, and India really has always been an interesting dynamic. Uh, for all those reasons I've just mentioned, so um, I don't feel I don't feel stressed or threatened or um, isolated because we've got a production team, and I'm here with Matt Hayden. Um, he's from you know he's the big Queenslander, played for Australia and left hand opening batter, and um, you know we've been on this circuit for a little bit together off and on through IPL. Um, so yeah, you know you've got people you know and trust and, and hang out with. And um, you simply, you know, share some time together. Um, often when we're coming back from the ground, they'll have a buffet on, which is probably not an ideal time to eat uh, at midnight. Um, but, you know, you'll stop in and have some soup and a bit of naan bread um, or roti or, you know, have a, you know, even have a plain dosa, that lovely rice floured crepe type food. And, you know, and again, it's hard to go past a nice little bit of the different, you know, light curries. Um, and eating and just socialising in a way. That's where you can do a bit of chatting whilst you're having a little bit of food um, late at a buffet or, or at the breakfast time or getting together and doing that. Um, are the two sort of meals of the day where you will see each other um, prior to not being in your room uh, and doing a Zoom with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty surreal world, like you say, and that's something that requires a lot of um, self-discipline around looking after yourself and obviously keeping your spirits up. And especially as you say, you're in such a bio bubble. And I'm just curious how you're taking care of yourself and how 
you know, without being able to go for runs and without necessarily always getting into a gym or the pool, how are you keeping yourself sane through all of this, especially knowing that you guys are down on numbers for commentators, you're having to work longer and harder hours? And obviously cricket is such a religion, if for want of a better word, in India. It's something that keeps the spirit so buoyant and so alive in many ways. How are you guys, you and Maddie and your team, all keeping yourselves buoyant and upbeat through this mm. rather challenging time? Well, when I look just just on about, <clears throat> excuse me, what you mentioned there that it is like a religion, I suppose, and that really there's there's that whole uh, almost dichotomy of saying, what do you think this has in terms of moral social implications? That well, we're trying to put a tournament on, and there's people suffering in that. And, and struggling at the front line of hospitals uh, with this pandemic. But the flip side of that is then they're saying, hey, listen, we're supposed to be staying home and indoors. And as you can appreciate, so many Indians love going out, shopping at night, uh, socialising, going to restaurants or cafes in India, and they can't. So whilst the cricket's on, and it's on every night, there's a match on everywhere, that you can actually watch one of your passions, your loves, which, as you say, in inverted commas, religion, and it is. They just love it. They're absolutely nuts about it, as we appreciate. So from that perspective, they're having this, in a way, again, inverted commas, this escapism um, to give them distraction. It's a bit like, again, they should say that, you know, you go to the movies, go to the theatre to get away from our lives that can be stressful and routine and mundane and and the movies gave you that little bit of you know dreaming and escapism of the realities of you know the tough mundane parts of our lives and I think the cricket does that to a certain degree for people um, that are really finding it difficult and tough to have this uh, distraction if you like and put a smile on their face and, and enjoy what they're you know looking back and sitting back because they're supposed to be in a, in a shutdown situation with this pandemic. So for us in our situation, I mean, I'm spoiled um, being with you and, and all the things that go with 28 um, and all those teachings and have you. And so for me, taking away uh, any, the essence of the oils and having um, your organic aromatic oils, and I tend to bathe in those most mornings. So they're uplifting um, in themselves. And uh, doing that as a ritual and, and, and having that is, um, is very special. And for me, um, before bed at night, there's, you know, there's Cindy O'Meara's uh, greens from Changing Habits. I'll dip those into a, um, into a little bottle, um, a little, obviously a mineral water bottle, and a little bit in the bottom, and then shake that up and then take a swig and then spray good old 28's magnesium health spray on the throat um, and do that religiously morning and night. And so, you know, there's all of those things you're doing with your vitamins and, and taking all of that. Because look too, as you know, Kimberly, I'm upfront about things. We like a glass of red and we might be sitting up by the pool having a lovely relaxing cigar as well, which you think, well, that's not very health conscious, is it, Danny? But we're relaxing there and kicking back and having old anecdotes and talking about, you know, things in our lives, our families, what's going on in our lives, and just sitting back having a quiet red wine and a, and a little stogie and, and laughing about things. Maddie put on a great dinner a couple of weeks ago and 
all of us commentators were around the table and Lisa and some of you have said in the past, oh, I don't mind the disgusting things, cigars really, but I don't mind the smell of them. They're quite lovely. But poor old Lisa, we, we had dinner and what have you and, and sat back and chatting and over wine and she had some nice rosé that uh, Matt Hayden had organised. And and then we had a, we were lighting up these uh, lovely Cuban cigars and she's gone, oh, and started spluttering. She said, oh, you're going to have to try one. At least, let's, at least just have a little toke on a cigar. It's just very relaxing. And, you know, it, folks do after dinner and she too and she just coughed and sputtered and had to lie back on the lawn by the table and uh, cracked up laughing and she said no ridiculous it's awful it's not for me i said well well there you go you've tried it <laughs> and so in terms of those rituals um that's part of just catching up and um and seeing everyone and then either catching them at the gym as you say but if you can't get to the gym we're walking around the swimming pool area um getting some vitamin d um, the swimming pool, I've got to say, Kimmy, has been a godsend, particularly that, that month almost there in Chennai, uh, was superb. And so you got your vitamin D and you could work out in the pool, you could do lengths of the pool, and that was absolutely brilliant. And so, yeah, there's lots of those sort of things. Reading, um, you know, uh, tough for Matt Hay because he's, he's been coming here a long time and has quite a connection with India. And I remember a couple of years ago in an IPL, uh, we were in Bangalore here, actually, a different hotel, and he had a, he had a yogi come in, a yoga teacher, and he was going through a stretching routine and doing yoga and, and a little bit of meditation with him. So we've all been enlightened and touched by that over time and, and coming to this part of the world. And so, you know, those different things of, you know, doing either yoga in your room you can do or, or doing a meditation and just relaxing or is it, if it's meditating, going off to sleep, um, as we get into our maybe our golden years, as people might say, um, you might have an afternoon nap and do that. Uh, do some meditation if you do, or you know, reading, reading your favourite autobiography or a current book you're reading, and, and doze off to sleep. Um, and and are, and are grateful to do that because, as you appreciate too, Kimmy, um, we go to work at night. We do different hours. Sometimes there's an afternoon match, and you go earlier at lunchtime. But a lot of the time, this entertainment's in the evening. So we won't leave the hotel till maybe 4.30 in the afternoon, 5 p.m. Um, and so, again, those rituals that I've just mentioned and gone through um, are just part of stimulating you mentally and, and keeping you upbeat and healthy and in a good groove um, mm. to, do, to do what we do. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's so important that you've all got such a love and a passion for the game that you can not only live and breathe it, but you then socialise and talk about it some more. It's it's wonderful that you're getting all of those thousands of words about cricket out there, over there with you all, comrades. Um, also, I noticed, you know, like you're doing things like positive real estate with Jason Witten where you are, you know, keeping yourself occupied, studying through there about real estate and just trying to keep yourself educated and, and aware for when you do come home. And I guess the big question I get asked and, you know, a lot of people wonder is, it's how do we do this? How do you and I live a separate life and how do we do this and stay married and stay liking each other and and <laughs> stay loyal and, and, and honest in our relationship and, and all of those things? 
What's what's the key things for you, especially missing out on what Taylor and Jacob are up to and watching Jake play rugby? I guess the cool thing now is it's televised, so I get to send you clips of things of what he's doing and we do send lots of photos. But what is it that makes you feel good in regards to the things that you're sacrificing to do what you're doing? Well, I also think that we've been incredibly blessed um, for what I do and, and where I've been doing it, particularly this last decade. And as Taylor and Jake were obviously at school then, um, and, and people appreciate that, you know, and you've posted through social media or Facebook and that, um, that we used to get up to Dubai quite regularly as a family. And um, the kids have come to a, a wedding here, a very special wedding of the Menons, their daughter Anu Menon got married. And so, you know, they've been here on a couple of big excursions to India and to Chennai, particularly and Mumbai. And when I look at that, um, you and I stay in contact either even on a live video call or, excuse me, doing, um, uh, you know, pictures and what have you, sending home of, of where we've actually all been. And we've actually all shared either been at that hotel um, or that part of Dubai and quite regularly too. So I think from that perspective, um, I think that also um, – resonates with both of you and I, but also for Taylor and Jake, because they've, they've seen and been up so regularly to the UAE um, and you've taken them out on some wonderful excursions while I've had to be, you know, at the test match or one day international commentating and, and to get out and live and breathe all those things. And yes, sometimes I've been with you uh, on those excursions and other times I couldn't be because I was working. But I also think um, it's been a great education, I think, particularly for the three of you. And I think that, wonderful bond that we have with our children um, through travel and, and through experiencing different cultures um, because of the game of cricket that's allowed us to do that. So in that regard, you know, I often have you know, chuckling and laughing that um, we're here at the same hotel or I'll take a little video clip and send that to you or we're on a live WhatsApp and chat and you can see we're back here. So it's interesting, isn't it? As much as there's so much time apart and, and more so of late because of the pandemic, gone to the days you could just even between tours, I'm like, come on, even if it's only for four or five nights and then zap on out the door again for another month and then come back for two weeks and then zap on out again for another seven or eight weeks and then back again. So, you know, that's the challenge of late has been difficult. But um, I also just think really, realistically, I think Australians and New Zealanders um, have to really take stock and realise that they're so blessed of being in that part of the world, in the bottom of the South Pacific and bottom of the planet, where we are not really totally exposed to what's going on with the rest of the world with this COVID pandemic. Um, Yes, we've had our outbreaks, and yes, you know, Victoria especially, that big outbreak, and there's been, you know, outbreaks in New Zealand, but really nothing of the magnitude of, Europe and the Americas and Brazil and through Asia and China and the UK um, because of the sheer numbers. So I think from that perspective, um, you and I do have a a real handle on that because we've been here so often, you know, to India where there are so many more people and there's so many more people suffering from day to day. And you get a real sense of that when you come here uh, because I've also knowing people outside the game that we go and say, I, with the Menons, 
and a couple of those other uh, friends of mine in Mumbai that own those restaurants. And you get out and see their families and you get out and just see how other people have to live and live on top of each other in an apartment living and just in squalor and the way you travel and move around. Um, people living subsistence under a railway bridge or under a flyover. And that's what they, they live on the streets. It's, it is, um, it, it, it really does lend perspective. And so I think from that regard for you and I, and then having known and seen that, and you traveled extensively with me, um, to share that and to know what, you, what I'm going through, um, you know it's, it's, it's not all better roses and you just have to live and rock and roll with it. So um, that's the beauty, I think, in, in, recent, in the recent decade that you and I have shared and, and, and the children have shared as well. Now they're young adults. Um, and you're right. I love being able to see clips of what they're doing. And aren't we spoiled with technology that you can do a live video call on your phone? Um, or a Zoom call, uh, to be able to see what you're doing. And, and like you say, with Jake's footy or Taylor's dancing uh, in recent past, it's just to see what they're up to. Um, it's it's uplifting and, and, and love it. Yeah, it keeps us going and it keeps us connected and, and I think our group chats and all of those things that we've been so fortunate, as you say, through technology that was never around in past pandemics like wars and all sorts of things that our grandparents endured. How's it been for you, um, you know, knowing your beautiful mama is back in New Zealand and family are all back there as well? And, you know, they've only just opened up the borders now to New Zealand. And as you know, I'm about to head over there to see everybody. And it's going to be amazing to catch up with Team 28 and our family and friends, even though it'll be hard to be without you. But how's that been for you as a person on the road and, you know, now being told the borders are closed, for instance, that does it give you any flutters or worry or any sense of disconnect when you couldn't get to your mum or, or family? How do you feel about that being where you are? Um, can we, uh, look, it is what it is. I, I just think part of um, that philosophy and um, certainly through my mother Sandy's, if you like, and she used to have those meditation groups, as you know, that they called them the Scarlet Knee Bands uh, because they'd have the Friday night meditation group when we were still living back in Auckland and in and out of um, Sandy's house there in Devonport in, in New Zealand. So, you know, there's, there is that there is that almost, I know it's funny, and how do I put this into words, almost that, that inner spirit and spirituality of, knowing that you or Sandy, your loved ones, your next of kin are sort of always with you, um, even though they're in a different geography and they're living their lives and getting on with what they have to do. Um, I just have that sense where, you know, Sandy loves where she is, living in Thames, and she's in that beautiful house, that lovely old farmhouse, and um, she's doing what she needs to be doing, and that's, you know, looking after Miles and having him live there uh, is, is such a big part of her life. And I think um, for you going there as well will be lovely. And there is always that, you know, the easy connection to stay and be um, around my mother. Um, and she's had her own health issues um, quite dramatically in the last couple of years, as we know that aneurysm through her left eye. And so she's had brain surgery April last year. Um, and so 
yeah, I, I just think um, when I look at that uh, and then, you know, when your parents get more into that elderly age group, um, you've got to enjoy when you're with them um, and not try and angst over not being there with them because of what's going on. Um, and so I'm a great believer and, you know, you can't, and you've always said, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, but even though things, little things irritate you, whether it's out on the road or whatever, and have a laugh about it. But um, I think the big picture of it is that, um, you know, Sandy's in a great place uh, there and you're going to a great place and the whole the whole tie-up with 28 to go and see the crew there north of Auckland um, and catch up with everyone there um, is so is so rewarding and, and they are it's almost like extended family isn't it so I think for that I I do what I do and you just have to get on and do that and Again, being in this part of the world and seeing what our people have suffered and are suffering and are dying um, because of this pandemic, um, it does allow you to appreciate um, how blessed down under in those small environments we are in Australia and New Zealand. So, again, it just again that's the hope. And the, so, if you like the light at the end of the tunnel, to know that you know, at least you go back to that. Um, however, that looks um, borders being closed. Well. You know, I don't have any control of that. None of the TV people here do. We're working with uh, the cricket board, haven't cancelled the tournament as of yet. Yes, some of the players have left and they've got all their suits on. They have to travel in, you know, look like they're surgeons going into a theatre for an operation. They get all suited up and plastic masks on and, and leave. But, you know, um, there's a lot of people connected from Australia and New Zealand working here. And so we, you know, you've just got to roll with each day. Um, and know that um, it may end, that they may cancel the tournament, you know, who knows, next day, tomorrow, the weekend, whatever. But I think, think we can worry about that, given where we're looked after in these hotel bubbles, and that at some point, are you going to get home safely? Um, yeah. You know, I just think you can't remain positive and upbeat and it'll be what it'll be, and, and you've just got to roll with it and um, do all the right things and adhere to the protocols. And, um, and get home when you can. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you back home, obviously. And you've obviously done a lot of interviews on radio and television back to New Zealand in particular. And is there any messages for anyone listening to this that you would have for all of us down under or perhaps around the world that is listening to this? Uh, because I feel that what you're saying here, even though COVID in India is a situation, it is a a scenario, if you like, but there's lots of metaphors in there that, you know, things like saying we can't worry, it is what it is, can't control the outside. Like there's some really profound messages even in that through what you're experiencing. Is there anything else you want to add in this week's self-love quickie? Because, yeah, hmm. I'm loving it. Well, I, I think really, again, it comes back to that if you're near loved ones, I think you – this, if this pandemic can tell us anything, you've got to cherish every day. And I know that's a cliched, almost like a little hashtag statement. Um, you do, you have to really cherish, I think, the moments. And as my dear mother, Sandy Morrison, say, you, look, be in the now and be in the present uh, because you can't stress about the future so much. Yes, you try and plan for bits, which we all do, but you haven't got any control of what happened now in the past. It's history. You've got to just be in the now. 
And so I think being in the now is, is the big thing for me, that we're here and this is what we're doing with this job and this gig. And um, we're bringing some great joy to a lot of people that have got a huge amount of sadness. And so whatever you do in your life, what's the joy you bring, I don't know, to your wife, your husband, your partner, your family, whatever it is, um, you know, it can be so simple. And, and that's what I love about life. And so I love keeping it simple, that whole kiss theory, keep it simple, stupid. Um, little things that um, are so important, like, you know, when you are back, you and I go for our ritual morning walk get a coffee, stop and come back. Um, you know, those things that you can do at home, which just seem just, well, just the norm and perhaps, again, inverted commas, well, just a bit sort of routine and boring. Well, they're not. They're, you've got to, got to enjoy all that. And I think for people listening around the world, wherever you are, of, of different posies, um, you've got to make the most of you, where you are any given day, however that looks, um, and, and know that, Hopefully, it is that wonderful thing of that great word of hope. There is hope for humanity that this too shall pass and we can move forward and hopefully in a really positive way because you've got to believe that, surely. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've got friends who have moved countries during this pandemic, the beautiful Wes and Charlotte Cara now and, you know, in Nashville and he had his first concert last night and was so welcomed by the crowd. And I think what you just said there, those those moments of joy, no matter how big or small, just really embrace them because we don't know what's around the corner and we don't know how or what it's all going to unfold. But I guess what you're suggesting is that we take a bigger perspective, become more the observer than getting involved in the drama or getting hooked into all the news and the the channels of desperation and all of those things. But, you know, how can we each bring joy to people's lives in the moment? How are you um, enjoying the cricket, you know, like without the crowds and without the the hoopla and all the amazing colour and festivities that happen in India with the IPL? Is it is it strange for you guys? Uh, look, I won't lie. It, it's certainly not the same, obviously. Uh, and I've even... As you know me, um, not the greatest tech person going round, and I was sort of drag kicking and screaming into Twitter about five years ago uh, because of a cricket tournament and, again, getting it out there and exposure, rah 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 um, And on Twitter, I've even noticed some come back at you. Of course, you look at them. And there's always those nasty ones that give you grief and you just sort of take with a grain of salt. And then those that are saying, God, oh, Danny, we love your energy and passion, but, mate, you, you seemed a bit flat. You know, what was going on? Or the Super O was about to start and, you you know, you sort of weren't really your usual self. And, and it was interesting getting quite a few of those notes. And so, again, it was just a reflection going, yeah, wow, I mean, possibly. And, and until you get that feedback and critiquing, whether that's from your peers or, you know, one of your producers or executive producers, you don't quite fathom that. So in terms of... Um, the social media side of things with that, um, fascinating and interesting and, and quite um, important in a way to go, yeah, well, okay, yeah, I suppose so. And so really I've looked at that and gone, yeah, it, it is difficult um, to be quite up as you were and of my style and that vernacular that I have is quite unique um, and, and different from my colleagues and that's part of why you either like me or you don't like what I do in terms of my delivery. So... Um, it has been interesting. Uh, I, I still love the cricket. Of course you do. Um, and it's, it's the best 
uh, array of talent. It's the best players in the world taking part in this Indian Premier League. So there's so much good cricket going on. And when I look at it, um, yeah, it just gives you a reminder that, you know, you've got to keep being positive or uh, have that energy level up because, of course, it's naturally going to wane given uh, what's unfolding around you. Um, and some days, you know, you might have a little bit of a sniffle or, you know, the air conditioning that we're in and out of, it's, it's easy to get a little, you know, run down or tired or however that looks. Um, and as the dear old mate Murray Deacon said, you know, you've got to give yourself an uppercut um, to, to lift yourself because you are only on for four or five overs um, and you've got to deliver because it, does, it doesn't matter if you're unwell or, you know, you might have an upset tummy and you're a bit crooked and what have you, but you've got to be out there because at the end of the day, they're hearing you and seeing you and you're, you're trying to uplift people in the entertainment industry of, of the sport of cricket. So that has been good for me um, to see that and hear that through, you know, social media and Twitter. That, you know, they felt I was not my usual slightly energised self. I mean, you feel like you are at the time, and then I suppose when I look at it, Kimmy, you've got to be – there's a balance there too because you can't be – I can't quite be my usual total full-on over-the-top uh, self that you are with the crowds there because the crowds simply aren't there, even though they they underlay with the soundtrack that there is a crowd there that we, and everyone knows it, of course, there's not. But that gives the whole substance a bit more um, to listen to for people at home watching the broadcast. So – You've got to be mindful of a balance of that. And so um, it's interesting. And that, you know, on a social platform, getting some feedback like that, that they'd like you more more upbeat as you usually are. Um, and therein lies that part of that challenge of finding that balance or how does that sound or look. Um, and so you can only go by what people are either, you know, feeding back to you. Mm. Yeah, well, I dare say when people actually get away from the keyboard and stop being such a vigilante or a warrior behind it and actually hear the reasons why, maybe there'd be less judgment. But like you say, that happens anyway. And part of the job, I'm afraid, when you've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter, there's always going to be those that don't agree or like you, which... I can't understand. But anyway, on to a positive note, I see that Pat Cummins has donated $50,000 to India for oxygen supply and care for that country that's obviously under siege with this pandemic. Do you think other players are going to follow suit and can you encourage that? Is there a sense between these players who are played quite, paid quite a lot of money to be there? Is there that energy going around, do you know? There is, and I, it'll be fascinating to see that. Uh, Brett Lee said he did something through, I think it's through Bitcoin. It was that avenue. And the other one, which you see, don't get too hooked into the drama of the news channels, um, it was fascinating listening to a couple of well-known female journalists who do write for Crick Info, uh, based in um, Delhi and Mumbai. And the, just with the moral and social implications of what's going on of fellow, you know, human beings, fellow Indians um, struggling and dying of the pandemic. Why, if Pat Cummins is donating 50,000 US dollars, why um, why is the BCCI not donating millions? Because clearly the BCCI have got the deepest pockets when it comes to um, a cricket board uh, for obvious reasons, and people know those. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been put out there. So, 
wonderful of Pat Cummins to do that. Um, and, I, yeah, I wonder whether that will um, set off a bit of a domino effect for some of the others uh, to do that. Um, as you say, this is my highest paid tournament. So, yeah, those guys are remunerated well. Um, but we'll also be fascinating to see, yeah, as time unfolds now into the future, whether the, you know, the, the BCCI, the, the Board of Credit Control of India, um, makes some sort of, you know, big contribution uh, to do the same as what Pat's done. Mm, it'll be good and certainly something that that country could get some beautiful payback for all the joy that cricket brings to that part of the world and the money that comes into that country for those reasons. So fingers crossed, yeah, that more people take on that ability to actually support getting the oxygen up there, that this is a respiratory condition. And I dare say without getting into the politics or the conspiracy theories around whether COVID is or isn't what it is or isn't, then I think the most important thing that we acknowledge is that there's certainly something that is really um, challenging us on a humanitarian level and feels kind of weird to know that you're there in, in the mix of it all and one of the worst hit places at the moment. Do you think there's any other final message that you would have for everybody um, that has friends and family there in India um, do you feel safe? Do you feel, um, you know, I know you don't know the, the answer, you can't wave a magic wand, but how could you make the rest of us all feel happy and content that you guys are all okay? Oh, you're right, there is no magic wand. And, um, again, for those suffering, I mean, it's just so hugely challenging for those. Um, and, again, it's such a hard thing to get your head around for Kiwis and Aussies. Um, that's just the sheer numbers of people here um, and what is going on for them um, at the coalface, very difficult. And, you know, you do, I mean, you know, sharing the love through podcasts and what have you um, is, is wonderful. And, and I'm just saying for people to have something upbeat to listen to, to be inspired by for what you do, Kimmy, and, and the lives you touch through this um, is important. So again, I'd say that you know, listen to listen to the podcast, listen to stuff that's uplifting, uh, and not get dragged into the drama uh, of the uh, news through the old goggle box through TV, um, and, and get outside, get outside and, and enjoy wherever you can, wherever that looks like, walking in parks or driving to the beach and walking and, and just breathing in the sea air. If, if you live near the coast, if you don't, um, as I say, getting out into nature somewhere and being and, and feeling um, some of nature, uh, touching trees and, and what have you, uh, or going for a swim in the ocean is just, oof, you t- we take for granted. So, and being in this bio bubble, <laughs> I miss that. That's one of the things I do miss is being able to go and walk on the beach or, or you know, go for those walks through the parks with you. Um, so that's what I'd say to folk, yeah. We're all safe here in these bio bubbles, but... Um, Get out and live life back there wherever you are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I'm going to throw you a, a little challenge right here, right now, but I know you're reading Alton John's autobiography or and you, you love reading, you know, musicians' um, stories and, and different people. Is there a favourite quote or something that you've read that just uplifted you or something about that book in particular or something that someone said? Is there, a, is there a cool quote you could leave us with? 
Um, I, I don't want there was a there was a naughty cheeky negative one going around <laughs> of of what was happening here in India, um, and and the tournament. Uh, but I won't share that with you. It's a bit sort of it's, you don't need to. It's sort of not that positive. Um, I'm just trying to think. Even one um, just from Elton. Uh, oh, I saw that one. I think what you're saying is that India is the Titanic, yes, and the IPL is the band playing on Play. the deck. Correct. Correct. I actually you shared know. that with someone else, and he um, was asking after you, and I shared that. That's what you said, and that someone else had said that. And he said, wow, that's a pretty profound analogy. Let's mm. let's hope it's not the case. So, yeah, without being depressing, I, I exactly. still understand that. Is there is there something else that you've been listening to or reading or anything that you could grab your hands on just to give us that final little beautiful quote? Well, not so much a quote. It was just a part of where Elton John came from and how tough it was for him. Um, because his father was in the army and, and really didn't uh, didn't gravitate so much to what he was doing, um, and yet there was part of his music, musical family uh, and his upbringing. Um, he just he's quite inspiring. There's no doubt. I think reading about Elton and where he grew up in north northwest London, um, how that looked, um, he just that wonderful belief that strong belief of what he wanted to try and do and achieve through um through hard work and and grinding uh and just you know and and also being caring of other people um and he and he said part of that was his naivety he was way too naive early on but again i think that i thought that was quite you know enriching too because you know there's part of that's what it's about you know when you're younger and and you do, and you fall into some pit holes, but um, just such an uplifting guy to achieve what he has um, and still continue to. Like he was having his 70th tour, and you you and your sister went to the tour at one of his concerts there on the Sunshine Coast. Um, and you know what music's like. It's such a medicine music. It's so uplifting, and um, those great old tunes. So, yeah, really for me, I think reading, and I've, you know, I've only just started to get into his book more and more, um, is that it's been so rewarding to then put you in a time and a place with that music. Um, and that's what I'd say. Um, again, something else, not so much a quote, but listen to listen to your favourite old music um, and enjoy and, and, and be uplifted by that. I love it. I love it. And I certainly love that concert. Just the other day I was driving along in the car and pulled over and on was Elton John singing that song for you and I started singing at the top of my lungs, recording myself and then sent it to my <laughs> sister and said, take it away, sis. And then she rings me back and she goes, oh, you didn't have to tell me to take it away. I was already singing it with you, you know, and it's oh, just brilliant. such a, I just loved the concert. And one of my favourite Elton John quotes, I remember reading what he, um, one thing that he said, you know, it was around the concert, you should never take more than you give and I think that really epitomizes who he is as a human and what he wants to do and gifts to the world with his talent and his story is, is phenomenal. So I'm glad that at then that part of the world and what you're going through, that you've got something nice and uplifting to keep you occupied as you mm. get yourself through this, um, this strange and very surreal time that we all find ourselves in, right? Yes, oh, absolutely. 
Love you, Kimmy. Yeah. Hey, thanks a heap, sweet pea. Now I won't have to repeat myself. I'll be able to say to everybody, I'll oh, just go and listen to the latest self-love podcast quickie and you'll get all the updates from the man himself. And we should put this across Cheers. all um, platforms so that everybody can catch up with you. And anyway, well, give our regards to the beautiful Maddie and all the other commentators and the players from, especially from Australia and New Zealand, where we're thinking of you all. And best, best advice we could give you guys is to stay safe and stay healthy, keep eating all your greens, keep up those Cindy hmm. O'Meara colloidal <laughs> minerals and greens, and make sure you keep using those oils and yeah. Keep buoyant, my sweet. Love you, Sambalina. Love you lots, darling. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.